What's going on, Tunicorns? It's your girl, Tiffany Chanel, and welcome back to your fave podcast, Tiffany Tune-Up, podcast in which I can assure you all that I am actively and currently avoiding doing laundry. (laughs) Listen, y'all, I said I was going to come home and do laundry. This is day two maybe three that I've been avoiding laundry and you know how when you avoid laundry you be like hoping that you get one more pair of drawers like just one more so you can make it through tomorrow because tomorrow you will certainly do laundry and I'm really hoping that I have uh the spirit in my heart to do it because I I just, I don't know, y'all. I'm avoiding it like the plague. Like, I just don't feel like it. Maybe I'll sort it tonight. Maybe I'll sort it. And that way it won't seem like such a huge task to do it when I come home. Don't nobody got time to be sorting no laundry on a weeknight. It's just very tasking. Um, So I'll do better. Um, Hope everybody's doing well. Let's jump into the weekend rewind or what I can remember of it because it was very eventful and um so here we go so that Friday um came home from work did absolutely nothing um actually stopped to visit a family for a minute and that kind of went left and maybe I'll talk about that uh, soon enough, not right now, but it, it did, it kind of went left and, um, came home and just decided that I didn't want to do anything. And I had acquired a migraine. Um, so that killed any chance of me going out doing anything, um, that required me to be sociable or think or any of that. So Friday night was a bust per se. Saturday, you know, Saturday uh, was a continuation of Friday. Early Saturday was really, really rough. Um, I just, you know, sometimes when you're going through or when you are having bouts of um, stagnant moments, could be depression, could just be um, you just kind of vibrating a little lower than normal. Um, I definitely was not in my higher vibrations. And so sometimes, um, as I mentioned before, you know, when I get like that, and I'm sure many of you can relate, it's really hard for me to take care of myself in those moments. It's really hard for me to do the very basic things like take a shower, um, eat, cook. And y'all know how I feel about grocery shopping. Um, Hate it to death. Um, so at some point it's either I drag myself out the house to eat, um, or I will Uber eats or get something delivered. Um, and so wound up, uh, Lily, who I've met, whom I've mentioned several times on the show, uh, one of my good friends, uh, wound up calling me because, you know, it's a lot of times when you get in those down moments that the universe can hear you and the universe will send somebody to kind of take you out of that or help you along the way in those moments so 
Lily apparently got the bat signal somehow, some way, and was like, oh, we should go eat. Let's go eat. And I was like, great, because other than that, I was not going to probably shower or eat. So thank you, Lily, for um, calling me. Um, so I got up, got dressed in record time. Um, we go to a restaurant called, I believe, the Charlevoix. I think I saved it somewhere in my phone. It's um, definitely a new, you know, it's a new restaurant popping up every five minutes in Detroit. Uh, gentrification. So um, I had no clue about this, never heard of it. Um, we get there and I ordered, actually me and Lily ordered the same exact thing. And you know you greedy when you order the same exact thing because you don't want to share yours, but that's what you want. So we literally both ordered the same thing, which was uh, lemon pepper uh, vinegar wings. Don't be put off though. They're reminiscent to like salt and vinegar Pringles, but they're not as um, potent. So it was like just the right amount of vinegar and lemon pepper. Um, and then corned beef fried rice. Listen, it had Thousand Island dressing on it. <sighs> Man, listen, y'all. Go to the Charlevoix. So on the east side of the city, um, Google it. I don't know the address, <laughs> um, but it was decent though. I don't want to put it on a scale of one to ten, but it was decent. It did the job. It was good. So after that, we were supposed to go visit one person and take our butts home. Let me tell you how that night went down. So. We go visit our fave bartender, um, Lily's brother, KT. Um, um, he instructed me to call him Daddy with a K. <laughs> so he'll be always known as Daddy with a K. So we visited Daddy with a K. And um, that's my favorite bartender that I'm always going on and on and on about um, on here about the wonderful craft cocktails that he makes and oh man he's amazing I just I'm not gonna bore y'all with it but so we went to go see him had a great time my sister and her husband pulled up on us and that made me happy because y'all know how I feel about my loves and so we chilled for a bit they left me and Lily are doing our thing at this point we're several drinks in but I thought we were doing okay you know I thought we were managing our drinks well. Nobody was loud. Um, nobody was out of the sorts. Um, all was well. Um, and then we decided, well, you know what? We're going to go bar hopping. And by we, I mean Lily. I'm putting all the pressure on you, sis. I did not know about any of the other bars we went to except for one that I go to. So... I'll try to recount them. I think I saved them because I like to tell y'all the places I'm going because I want y'all to be informed and I want y'all to go to these places and experience them yourselves, especially if I had a good time. So after the skip, that's the first bar we went to. Then we went to, oh, I'm going to get it wrong, y'all. So give me a second. Let me just pull these things up for you because I just don't. I uh, want you to be upset with me <laughs> for giving you um, poor accounts of where we went. Okay, so then we went to Queens. 
bar. And Queens, it's always slapping. I like Queens, but I hate, it's, it's not enough space for the amount of slappery that there is. It's always like off the hook, which is good for business, but bad for me because I don't like um, to fight to get a drink or to fight to like get a seat or any of that. We literally were there for like 2.5 seconds and we dipped. So that was that. Queens, I mean, it's a, a great bar. It's a fun bar. If you ever want to go, go. But just be aware at any given moment, it could be slapping. Fridays, Saturdays are obviously some of the busy days, busiest days. Um, so you have been warned. So the next we go to, mind you, we're walking to all these places like Lily Parks and we're just walking. To all the places so and they're all like within walking distance of each other so it was fine um and it was a beautiful night by the way super nice because michigan been acting real weird with the weather per usual this is nothing new for my michigan people we know how it go like this morning it felt like a, a nice crisp fall day saturday was beautiful no rain no nothing it was just really really lovely so of course we're walking we're taking in the things we're you know going to these different bars so the next bar we wound up going to was it is a new rooftop bar in one of these new ass hotels downtown um i mean they they're also popping up out of the blue i didn't think Detroit needed any more hotels downtown. I thought we had adequate hotels for the amount of people, um, but we're getting more and more people because more and more businesses are coming, therefore more employees are coming. Therefore, apparently the casinos at the hotel and the Marriott and the Holiday Inns that we already have are not enough, so we need more. So there are more hotels popping up. So this particular one um, is called the Element Hotel and they have a rooftop club called the monarch club and you have to go you know you go in you get on the elevator you go up to penthouse level and there it is so my synopsis on that bar well first of all when we got there it was 11:45. for some reason last call there is at 12 not sure how that's good for business don't understand why you would close a bar at 12 um, most places don't do last call till one ish so I didn't understand the point of that however the scenery was beautiful um, I would definitely go up there to chill it's super low-key um, you know there are people there because there are some people that know about it but it's very new so it hasn't really garnered a bunch of attention yet but I'm telling y'all so y'all can go um, because we should go <laughs> um, and I think you guys would like the atmosphere uh, and the just the overall ambiance is really nice it's really nice up there so that was cool we didn't stay there long maybe like 15-20 minutes kind of took in some air um, it was a apartment or like loft or something like directly across from where we were standing and you could see like right in people's windows and I was disappointed because me and Lily was waiting on somebody to have sex or something or walk past naked like it was so bummed like I was mad, like, okay, what's the point of having this view if ain't nobody gonna do nothing crazy in the window? So, we were mad, so we left. Um, <laughs> we walked up. Uh, the last stop is where... Well, okay. Not the last stop. The stop before last, but the stop that mattered the most. So, we wind up going to... I'm just gonna call it an underground bar. 
um, it's called Cash Only, um, and it's inside Bougie Restaurant, Prim and Proper, or Prime and Proper, however you pronounce it. I want to say it's Prime and Proper. Maybe Prim. Prim is P-R-I-M. Prime has an E on it. This has an E on it, so we're going to go with that. Um, and it's in the bottom of the restaurant. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But it's very hoity-toity in the way that you can't even take your cell phone in there. You have to put it in like a locked case. Now, you get to keep the case, but it, it goes in a locked case. And if for any reason you think you're about to like rip the case or like tear into it to get into that phone, they will politely escort your ass right on out of there. So don't think you're about to do it. So you get this locked case when you walk up and you go in. So it's like you're forced to be present and to be engaged and to be a part of what's going on which is not a bad thing and you can act a whole fool and guess what nobody can record you the only people i'm sure recording you is the club itself because they have to for safety reasons especially since nobody has a cell phone um so nobody else can be a witness or take account (laughs) unless you are uh security or the actual bar so we get in there uh we wound up knowing the bartender there as well shout out to ellie hi honey buns um and she you know is bartending looking lovely like all the ladies the waitresses the bar staff wear the same outfit um it's crazy in there like it's, it's very um I don't know. You get a very echelon, upper echelon type of uh, vibe in there. It was definitely some suits in there. Definitely people with money. Here come me and Lily in our blue jeans and t-shirts. Because we had no clue. Well, I had no clue. We had no clue that we were going to be bar hopping. So we were kind of just in our, you know, regular, it's hot outside, cute clothes, but definitely not um, the attire that other people had on. They definitely had on their I came to party I have my dress and my heels on and my skirt and you know it was I mean we had you had a few people that were relaxed but for the most part the suits were in that thing and uh probably a lot of people with their side chicks because that's where you take your side chick you take your side chick or dude somewhere where there are no cell phones allowed probably a lot of celebrities go there I would imagine if they don't if any celebrities listen to my podcast hey y'all um, if you want to go somewhere where people can't take pictures of you and they just have to be starstruck, um, that's where you would go. Unless they catch you going off the door, I feel sorry for you. You're going to have to figure out a way to sneak out because then everybody will try to leave out and um, take your picture once they unlock that case. But um, super exclusive and I guess you can feel safe and chill or whatever. That being said, at this point, we're already several drinks, drinks in. Ellie hooks us up, you know, with some more drinks or whatever. So now we're like peeping the scene, whatever. Walking around, it's not huge in there, but it's not too tight. Um, it was a little crowded by the time we got there. At this point, it was, I would say it was well after 12. So it's like 12.30-ish going on one. And I forgot the DJ's name. I'm hoping Lily remembers. But if not, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Y'all, the DJ was slapping. He, I could not tell his descent. It was very dark. 
I could not tell if he was European or Arabic. He was fair-skinned. I really was trying to figure it out. Only because, y'all, he was playing a lot of uncensored music. And all that music had the N-word in it. Or he was playing The Baby, Lil Baby, Drake. We asked him to play Megan Thee Stallion. He did it. And I was happy. (laughs) Lily was happy. But definitely was like dancing but kind of side-eyeing everybody making sure wasn't nobody there using the n-word because we definitely were in the minority as far as um skin color in the building it was definitely over we were the we were the minority (laughs) we were the minority and everybody else was european and so it was weird to um watch them party so hard to like these ratchet ass songs not surprised at all and they look very comfortable listening to um the songs with the n-word also not surprised as well that being said we're having a great time and at some point there was a booth where these rich ass people were sitting and they decide okay we're getting ready to leave we're done now we just wanted somewhere to sit that's it. There was nowhere to sit. And plus, you have to pay for those booths. Y'all know how it go. Well, we get over to the booth. We sit there. Nobody is challenging us because it's late. Like, it's close to the end of the night. Whatever. Y'all, these rich-ass people left all this liquor. I'm talking about Top Shelf. I'm talking about Grey Goose. I'm talking about 2006 bottles of champagne. Like, the year 2006. Um whole carafts of juice that went untouched. Red Bulls. We like, look at this shit. Mind you, y'all, we not scavengers in the fucking least. But that was just like leaving a box of cookies out in front of a toddler and walking away. Let me tell y'all something. I am not too good and I am not too proud. Let me tell y'all. We sat there. We looked around a little bit. We watch. We like they coming back. Nope, nope. Get you a glass. Got some glasses. Great goose. Cranberry juice. Acted a whole fool. We definitely started drinking them people stuff. Judge your mama, not mine. Because, baby, that was the highlight of the night when I tell you. Now, we're feeling it. We're dancing. DJ, I'm talking about he playing hit after hit after hit after hit. At this point, I'm not even really engaged with nobody else but me and Lily and Barely because we both kind of in our own zone. So much so that Lily decided, you know what? I'm going already showing my ass, you know, but I'm going to go ahead and show my whole ass. So she decides she's going to climb on top of this booth and do catwalks back and forth, okay? She's dancing, she's twerking, she's catwalking. Hey, listen, let me tell y'all what kind of friend I am. I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm not about to tell no other grown-ass woman to get her ass down unless she being loud and embarrassing me, like being belligerent, yelling, you know, acting a whole fool. Then I might be like, oh, can you get your ass down? But she was minding her business, doing her catwalk, just twerking along. And I was like, that's fine with me. I'm not here to stop you. Maybe she's releasing some energy, having a great time. I'm not going to tell you to get down. Well... Possibly I should have told her to get down because Universe made that ass get right on down because the next thing I know, Lily was at the top 
I turned around quickly. I looked to my left. Lily ass was on the floor. <laughs> Listen! The only reason y'all not getting full chuckles is because I got a report today that poor Lily suffered a hairline fracture from that fall. And it was a kind of, it wasn't a high fall, but it was high enough because of the way she fell. <sighs> I missed the fall. I'm telling y'all, all I did was turn around and Lily was on the floor. I felt terrible. But I'm also one of them friends. That's why y'all got to get y'all a friend like me. Because I'm not going to act a fool with it. I'm not going to draw attention to you. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, can I get out? Like, no matter how many drinks I've had, no matter how inebriated I might be, um, none of that. I literally looked at her on the ground, realized what had happened, gathered myself, did not let out a laugh, a giggle, a sniggle, nothing. I reached my hand out to her. I picked her up off the floor. And I continued to dance like I ain't see the shit. Like, I had one drink in my hand, and the other hand I used to lift her up off the ground. I gave her a slight, hey, you good? You okay? She's like, yeah, I'm a little sore. I'm like, okay, you want to leave? You good? She's like, nope, I'm good. Great. So we continued dancing like this shit didn't even happen. I'm not that friend that's going to be drawing a bunch of attention to you when you do something fucked up or something that's already embarrassing to you or you feeling embarrassed or something that you would be probably laughing at another motherfucker for. We're going to laugh about it soon as we walk out the door. But if we stay in, I'm going to act like this shit ain't happening. and we're going to continue on and have a great time. So that's what we did. We continued on. We had a great time. And as we were getting ready to leave, waitresses start coming over to clean stuff up. It's getting, you know, close to time to go. And um, this whole bottle of champagne is just sitting there unopened in this bucket of ice. And waitress comes over and she was like, did these people leave all this liquor? And we were like, yeah, we're trying to run through it. And she was like, yeah, because we're not about to do nothing but get rid of it. And I'm like, yikes. So Lily goes, listen can I have this bottle of champagne? (laughs) And the bartender or the waitress was like, I mean, if you can get out the door with it and nobody stop you, be my guest. Now, this was a day that I regret not having a big-ass purse. I normally always carry a big-ass purse, but my big-ass purse is hipper broke, one one of my faves. So I had a medium, regular-ass purse and Lily as well. So Nobody was fitting a big-ass bottle of champagne in either of our purses. So Lily does what anybody would do who got offered a free bottle of 2006 champagne. You just walk the fuck out the door with it, you know? You put it to your side, and you just do your best sachet out the fucking door, and nobody will question you. And baby, we went on out that door. We gave, you know, got those phones unlocked off that case. We trotted our asses up the stairs and we ran directly out that door when I tell y'all the video that I put on Snapchat after that because at this point we were good and lit and that's all I'm saying we're good and lit and baby we both agreed that we would not drink this bottle that we procured from shout out to the rich people who left all this liquor um may you be blessed may your children's children be blessed um and we wouldn't open this bottle. Lily's in charge of it. She has it. Um, until we finish our EPs. So she's working on the EP. I'm working on the EP. And um, sidebar EP update. Y'all don't have one. 
<laughs> I don't have one for y'all right now. Things are stagnant right now. Um, the studio I'm working with, they're having some technical difficulties. Uh, last I checked, it's been about a week now, so I'm going to check in this week. And um, I don't know, y'all. It's, it's It might result in me having to um, take my project elsewhere because um, we've been stagnant for about a month now and I don't have another month to wait to waste I want to get you guys this product I want to be done I want to let the world hear my music and I'm ready I'm ready to write y'all I'm ready to be out here with my credits on these albums and soliciting my songs to all people so that being said that's my EP update so um we agreed that both of us until we uh finish our EPs there will be no drinking of that bottle but we will be drinking that bottle when both of us are done so fingers crossed y'all that being said shout out to moots y'all know i like to talk about moots pizza um in which we had to stop at because we was gone gone at this point and we needed substance and um that's where we went and in moots they stopped serving food at a certain time because at this point it's one something in the morning and but they still have like a side where you can walk up and get like slices or you know you can get a full pizza or whatever or you can just get slices and all i needed was two because moots slices are pretty big so two really one if you're not super hungry but if you lit like we were you definitely need two and that's that on that <laughs> so um we went to moots that pizza sobered up so that we would not be be out here um irresponsibly driving in the what and um went on about our merry way and that was saturday night and um to be honest you know i, I drank enough for two two weeks i got if i if i didn't drink again in the next couple weeks it would be perfect because i don't need to because it was a lot so lily Whoo, please. Listen, I'm very sorry that you have a hairline fracture. I love you. And I hope you get better soon, daughter. Because that's bold business. <laughs> because she been saying she's sore since Saturday. And I'm like, okay, you took a hard tumble. <laughs> Y'all only real ones know this video. Y'all remember that video of uh, Scarlet Takes a Tumble? You, you have to be, that's kind of when social media and YouTube was like kind of blowing up. But if y'all don't never, never seen Scarlet Takes a Tumble, just Google it or put it in your YouTube search and it'll come up. And she's like, it's this girl that's on the table. First, she started off singing normal in the camera. Some song she made up singing to some guy, I, I guess, that broke her heart or whatever. And at this point, she gets on this table and... Whether she's plus size or not is not the issue. She is plus size, y'all, but so am I. But she shouldn't get her ass up on that table. At this point, she's deep in song, and she's like, Maybe in time you can win me back. Like some song she made up, and baby, and I tell y'all that table gave out, and Scarlett was on the floor. <laughs> That's what Lily, Lily. Lily takes a tumble. I'm sorry you took a tumble. <laughs> and I hope you feel better soon. And that was Saturday. Um, Sunday, I chilled out. 
Um, I was supposed to hang out with one of my work aunties. I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't in the mood because Saturday was just enough for me. I didn't have a hangover though. So again, shout out to Moops because I didn't wake up like with a headache or none of that. Um, I was just chilling and I just didn't want to go nowhere, um, which would have been a perfect day to do laundry. But here we are, me being irresponsible and everything. Um, and that was that. Um, so the weekend was decent. Huh. So fast forward to topic for the day. Um, stick with me. We'll be right back and we'll get right into it. things so y'all know last week the last episode um i discussed with my lovely co-host ivory uh, alexander that um we went to the roots picnic and half of the city girls were there because we know the other half is locked up um jt and uh i figured out because i kept calling the other city girl other city girl or city girl um, but her name is Young Miami. Thank you, Internets. Um, I just wasn't really interested in looking that up at all for the last episode. So there's that. However, apparently, um, I was uh, talking about Young Miami for being boring and kind of looking tired and really not giving us any of a show. But... That may be due to the following. Apparently, one young Miami is expecting and she is with child. And that probably had a lot to do with her lack of enthusiasm in that hot-ass area, that hot-ass park. And she was fully prego. Now, here's the thing, y'all. I was kind of far away uh, from the stage. Super far away. But I could see her on the mega screens that they have, like usually when they have concerts like that. But Sif did not look pregnant to me. I couldn't tell she was pregnant. But in these recent pictures that I've seen on the internet and on uh, the Shade Room and a couple other sites, she looks very pregnant. The outfit she had on was tight. It was pink. It was like shorts and a jacket. But she, y'all, I'm telling y'all, Sif did not look pregnant, so... I don't know if she had on a body shaper or what, but she was hiding it well. So, you know, congratulations to Young Miami, and sorry that I called you boring, girl. Not really, because you were boring. Not sorry, but at least I know why. Um, Because that baby was holding you back and weighing you down. And I understand that, because that's what babies do. That's what babies do before they even get here. They start early so they can have you trained and let you know that your life is over and that they'll be holding you back until further notice. So, shout out to Young Miami. Congrats on the baby on the way. That being said, um, what I want to discuss today is it's a clip that I saw and um, on Facebook. And there was this guy, I guess he's a business mogul, um, entrepreneur guy. And he was making reference to... 
people who feel like they can short you or try to get you on the short or play you, as we would say, um, and how it hurts them in the long run and not you. And you will always be the victor in that situation. And it got me to thinking like, what if we could apply that logic to dating, right? Or what if we just applied that logic to relationships and that includes friendships or any type of business relationship, any type of thing that we are trying to cultivate that involves us dealing with other people. So the guy was explaining how when somebody approaches him, so let's say they have an idea or a business or something of that nature, and somebody approaches him and they want to do work with him. He says he always goes into it with a positive outlook. He always, if it's something that, you know, is worth investing in or he thinks it's worth investing in and he does his, you know, research or whatever, and then he makes his decision. And it's usually, yes, if it, if it looks favorable for him. Um, and then he went on to talk about like his dad, whom is from Russia and how his dad is the complete opposite. He even went to say, like, my dad is in the no business. So my dad tells people no a lot because he has this stigma of getting hurt or getting duped or played. And apparently, like, in Russia, like, if you play somebody or, like, you short them or you do something to, like, you know, bring not shame upon them, but kind of, like, make them lose on the on the any hand like lose money or you know you try to pull a fast one on them they'll be like trying to kill you like they'll be looking for you and people will have to come find your body like they don't play that and so in efforts for his dad to not i guess revert to his russian ways he just tells people no a lot so that he won't have to deal with it and he was explaining how he is the exact opposite because He's not really scared of failing or losing. And in the event that he does or someone does something uh, to short him, like on the front end or short him, play him, whatever you want to say, it's their loss and not his. And it's like, if you play me on the front end or you're trying to get me on the short, you're going to lose because if you would have stuck with me and if you would have been loyal or if you would have, you know, been an honest person you would have won so much more on the long term so you trying to play me on the short that's you losing out that's you missing out on opportunity not me because I took a chance and now I can write you off and be done with you and never work with you again and never refer you to nobody and if somebody asks me about you I'm not going to have good things to say about you and so it got me to really really thinking like it would be so interesting or or really really dope if we could apply that same logic to different areas of our lives, but one of those areas um, being dating um, or even friendships, meeting new people. A lot of people say no new friends or I meet no new friends. I don't want no new friends. Let me tell y'all something. If that was my logic, baby, I would have zero friends or zero associates because people grow and people go. Um, People fall apart relationships that you've had for years sometimes you don't have them anymore and so if I was a person who said no new friends man I'd be hit because it's not that I've lost everybody along the way but there are some people who I've known for years and years people who are you know will always be dear near and dear to me very close to me always in my heart 
um, who we're not talking. We don't talk. We fell off or we mutually decided, hey, we need to sever ties and maybe life will bring us back full circle and we'll be friends again. But in this particular moment, um, it's a no. But I have met so many cool people like through other people or like on the internet. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't, uh, don't think I ever told you guys how I met Ivory, um, who was on the Sew Your Teeth episode and the Roots Picnic episode. We met on Facebook, like through mutual friends, and we wound up just following each other and um, started hanging out. And we've been cool ever since. And now we got like a dope ass road trip under our belt and stories to tell and things to talk about. And She's one of the coolest people I know and, you know, gracious, kind, funny, um, talented. And so having that, I'm, you know, no new friends mentality or I'm scared to meet new people. I don't trust people. I'm not saying just jump out there and fly off the handle, y'all. What I am saying is, is nothing wrong with putting yourself out there there's nothing wrong with opening yourself to new opportunities and you'll never you never know you could really 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 meet your next um, job your next big venture your next situation like your next house the next place you rent your next car like you just never know by opening yourself up to meeting new people um i got a, a male friend right now who we met in this group and uh, this Facebook group that I'm no longer in because trash, but um, <laughs> Facebook group that I'm no longer in, but me and him got cool and um, wound up talking and being friends, and now he's like one of my biggest supporters. Like He asks me all the time, how's the podcast? How's the EP? Well, he knows how the podcast is because he listens to the podcast um, and, and super supportive and that's really really important to me so much so more than people that I've known for years so in this moment in this season while I have a lot of projects and a lot of things going on um, I need that support I appreciate that support I want that support and I am that type of supporter so if somebody's going to come along and give me that love and show me that um, interest respect Yo, I'm all for it. And I, I would never say no new friends. It's not that I'm just out here on the nets of the interns looking for new friends. But some interesting people have crossed my path. And most of the time, it has benefited me. Um, sometimes not, though. I've met some people that I'm like, ooh, stay on the internet. <laughs> like, you could have stayed your ass right on the internet. But um, through mutual friends, it's usually through mutual friends. I don't just go trolling, looking for people. People don't go trolling, looking for me. But it's usually, like, in a group or through mutual friends. And, like, they'll comment on statuses or, you know, I'll say something funny. And they'll be like, oh, you funny. And then they'll follow me and I, or I'll follow them. And then it's Murder, She Wrote. Um, but more specifically to like dating. So I thought about that concept when it comes to dating. And what if when we dated or when we met somebody, instead of immediately putting up all these uh, rules or immediately putting up all these walls, um, because a lot of dating, unfortunately, is people trying not to give more than the next person is giving or put themselves out there more than the next person is putting themselves. I can't like you more than you like me or I can't, you know, 
pine over you more than you're pining over me. So I have to do things to establish these walls or these pillars of levels that you have to penetrate through for me um, in order for me to take some of those layers off for you to start getting to, you know, the parts of me that are open or a little more uh, vulnerable. And I don't know if we'll ever get to that place. I don't know if there will ever be a time where people will say, you know what? For me, I try to go into each relationship or each dating scenario situation with the clean slate. I do not bring baggage from past relationships. I do bring knowledge. I think now, listen, I was cracking up listening to my homegirls podcast. Um, and um, Ashley Ray of Let's Talk Ray Style. Um, dot com. She has a vlog on YouTube and a blog, uh, Let's Talk Restyle.com. And she is one third of a podcast called Kisses and Convos. And I was a little triggered listening to the last episode because Ashley had said um, she apologizes to anybody she dated in her 20s because she thought in her 20s that she was much more mature um, than she actually was, which I think we all thought we were. Um, But I can definitely think of some things I did in relationships in my 20s that I would not be caught dead doing in my 30s. Um, But I I definitely was a person who thought I was way more mature than what I was. I think a lot of us do, but especially women, because we're like, oh, you know, women, we mature faster than men. We're smarter than men. We're on top of things. And some of the things that I did, some of the behaviors that I uh, exuded in some of the relationships, especially the ones where I just caught myself being in love, love, which there was really one. I'm not even going to hold y'all love. It was, I don't think I've loved, but it being in love, I can definitely say once. I think I've only been in love one time. So that being said, that was the worst I probably ever acted um, in a relationship. So, um, and so I was triggered listening to that. And that being said, I think that having those experiences, having gone through some of those things and then knowing what I know you know, now, and, you know, some of us knowing what we know now, um, if we could take our experiences, take our knowledge, take the things we learn, um, grow, you know, get that therapy, talk to the people, do what we need to do, and then move forward in that, but also not stifle ourselves into really being open, really being free, um, really, really trying to give the benefit of the doubt as opposed to going in, going in angsty or expecting the worst. I, I think it's almost a natural thing or a human thing to kind of expect the worst. Um, and then if you get not the worst, then you're happy. It's like you're setting yourself up for great. Like you're like, okay, well, if I go in there expecting bad um, and it happen, good things happen, then I can surprise myself. But maybe we should go in there expecting good. And expecting good things to happen again with new jobs, with new relationships, friendships, dating, um, then it wouldn't be so bad. I think in a perfect world, 
we will all give everybody the same exact chance that we gave uh, Thadisha or Break My Heart Brandon <laughs> and got our feelings hurt. And now, you know, we don't know how to proceed or we don't give, you know, the new people or the new person the same opportunity that we granted those people and then be mad when shit don't work out. Like, oh, I can't believe I knew I was wasting my time, but you didn't even give it a portion of your awe or a portion of uh, the same energy that you gave that one relationship that didn't deserve it. Now here comes somebody who may actually deserve it. And, um, you know, you wind up squandering that opportunity and um, maybe missing an um, important person or somebody who could be really, really great in your life. So that's my take on it. I think, and I know I'm, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm really talking to me. I think that, coming forth or moving forward in any new experience that I have and new experiences, jobs, things I'm doing, even if this EP is challenging me, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. Like in the, in the moment where I am in it, it's really, really challenging me. Um, my patience is challenging. My faith is challenging a lot of things, which just lets me know that I'm doing the right thing and I'm on the right path. Um, so I just got to kind of be diligent about it, but also not overwork my thoughts about it. Um, and I think I'm going to try to apply that a little bit more. I think if you guys also join me in trying to apply that a little bit more so the next date you go on or the next person you meet, you know, instead of being like, oh, you know, I ain't really going to give it much. Like, give it whatever you would give or who that one person that you love so much. And I'm not just saying just jump out there in the alley. I'm not saying don't do your research. I'm not saying, you know, don't take the knowledge and use it um, as a guide. But I'm also saying don't take baggage or take knowledge and use it to build force fields, um, but instead use it to be better and use it to navigate around those feelings. And, you know, hopefully you'll meet somebody amazing or you'll cultivate a new friendship or you'll go to that new job and things won't be so bad. Um, because you're a little more optimistic and less pessimistic. Um, so I'm going to try it, y'all. I'm going to let y'all know if it works. I'll keep y'all posted. And um, that's that. Um, that being said, uh, I have a few um, listener concerns or not concerns, questions, comments um, that I solicited on Facebook. <laughs> and I didn't think people were going to respond that quick. So I'm going to take a listener question, um, so I'll be right back. Okay, guys, so here's a question that I got uh, straight from Facebook. Um, this person did not request to remain anonymous or not, so I'm just going to let them remain anonymous, but the question is, what are your thoughts on long-distance dating? Well, 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 <laughs> I know a thing or two about it. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> um, actually, huh, okay, so at some point um, a few years ago, I was dating someone who is... I don't want to say they're from here. They're kind of from everywhere, apparently, but they lived here. We met here um, in Detroit. 
and we started kicking it. They moved away. Um, they were kind of in a complicated situation, blah, blah, blah. None of that's important, but long story short, they got out of that situation um, and started back talking to me. And we started talking again and we decided this is going well. Uh, maybe we should try to be in a long distance relationship now. For me, and in this situation, the thing that made it not work is if you are not in a financial situation to travel often, to see this person, to be with this person, I'm going to tell you nine times out of ten it's not going to work. Um, Both of us were not in any place to travel enough to be with each other enough to make it work. We talked very often. We video chatted. We did all the things. But that's, it did not compensate, in my opinion, for the distance. And that matters a lot. That matters a lot when you're dating somebody long distance. Now, a lot of people have quirks about long distance because they think about the cheating thing and all of that. For me, that wasn't the issue. When I was in the long distance relationship, cheating was not on my mind. I didn't have desires to cheat. I don't think that person was cheating on me. Um, it was more of the fact that I just couldn't see them. Um, because at some point, um, let me mention this, a long distance relationship should be short term has to be short term there has to be some type of plan for eventually y'all to get together um, whether it be a one year or a two year whatever it is that y'all come up with how long are y'all gonna do this that needs to be established damn near immediately because if not it causes angst it causes um miscommunication and it makes you feel like um It makes you feel like you don't have answers. And it makes you feel like, how long do we have to do this? Like, when is this going to be over? When can we be together permanently or a little more often? And so that's where the traveling comes in. That's where the visiting comes in. But even before you decide that you're going to be in a relationship, long distance, what needs to be established is, okay, look, how serious are we? Is this going somewhere? If it is, what's the plan? Like, you got to talk about that uh, almost damn near immediately. Because if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. Like, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So, that being said, I, I think they're doable. Um, I had a coworker at my old place of employment whom his girlfriend and he, I think they were both working on their master's or their doctor. I want to say both of them were working on their master's um, at the same time. And so, they both were, like, in different parts of the... Uh, world like he was in one place and she was another place but they were both from Michigan but during this school schooling um, because both of them were in specific disciplines that they had to be or wanted to be at these specific colleges for so they didn't try to work it out where it was like oh we got to go to the same school and we got to go because their disciplines really didn't allow that they had to go that to the school that best fit what they were trying to do right but they made that shit work like they made it work they traveled when they could they came back to michigan when they could visited each other visited family 
they work their schedule around their downtime and when they weren't doing their internships and all that and they are planning on getting married actually they might be married at this point i have to look but they're planning on getting married so they made it work and i asked like is this hard for you and he was like you know it is hard however it's doable because we really love each other we've been together a long time and we make it happen we travel we visit Um, And we make sure we communicate a lot. And I just thought that was super, super sweet. So I'm not going to say it can't work. I'm going to say it has to be lots of communication. It has to be lots of understanding. You have to establish boundaries and plans immediately. And if you broke, it ain't going to work out. If you can't travel, if you're too busy, if, you know, whatever life forces are holding you back from being able to see this person as often as possible when y'all can, when y'all can afford it, I would suggest don't do it because y'all gonna, for me, I kind of started, so many things fell apart in in my situation, but one of the things I can say looking back, I kind of started feeling resentful that neither of us could travel and neither of us could make it happen. And so although all the love was there, And at the time, too, let me mention that I wasn't quite ready to make a full move from where I was, because at the time, um, the person I was with, they were presenting to me, um, you know, if I came down there, we'll figure it out. And they weren't to me in the at that time in the best of places to be offering me to come there and their take on it was more like oh let love rule like we'll figure it out i love you you love me you know you come down here we'll figure it out and my take on it i'm a very practical person and although i am a hopeless romantic i i get very tight when it comes to um quality of life or my living situation so if i can't foresee like a a, almost an immediate solution or like if i can't go somewhere with a job in tow and you're not in a position to take care of me while i look for a job or whatever i'm very reluctant to move i'm very reluctant to give in to that very reluctant to say oh yeah i love you here i come like because i'm i'm way more practical i think as much as a hopeless romantic as i would like to think i am i'm also way more practical um, when it comes to being able to take care of myself, my partner being able to take care of themselves, or us being able one person at least being able to pull the weight um, while the other person figures it out or looks for a job or whatever. And at that time he was not in a position to take care of me. And I just didn't know how I felt about going somewhere. Uh, Well, actually I didn't know how I felt about it. It was a no. You know, but we also should have talked about that and we weren't as open and honest about that as we could have been. And so I own my part in it by not really, really, really saying what it is that was on my mind and my reservations. It was just more like, why are you asking me to come down there if you don't really have a a solid plan? Like, I'm not doing it. I need something solid. And so that's why. I think ultimately, with a few other things peppered in, but ultimately it didn't work out. Um, So I would say if you really care about that person and y'all really have a plan and you're very serious about them and y'all can travel and y'all have talked this thing through, it's nothing wrong with trying it because you can date somebody down the street and the shit don't work out. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's no different it's just that obviously if they down the street you can see them off more often and it'd be less expensive but 
I don't know. Again, I, I do. Love is love. I love love. So if I meet somebody that's worth moving, I got a whole crush right now that don't live. <laughs> don't live here. And, um, you know, in my mind, if I was to ever be with that person or if, if something was to ever pop off, I would not think twice about packing my shit and moving because they are in a better position than me. I would say career-wise, but also I know that I could go get a good career in that area and I don't have children. Um, I'm not dealing with anybody else right now. So for me, I can't speak to your situation, but for me, it would be easy for me to pack up and move. Um, And vice versa, that person also does not have children. Uh, I would not ask them to move here (laughs) from where they are because it's warmer down there and I wouldn't ask them to do that. But um, each situation is different. So that being said, if I was to find myself in a situation where things were right, I really cared about this person. They really cared about me. We decided to have something. Um, yeah, I would. I'd be gone, or I'll be trying to work it out. And I definitely would visit as often as possible um, because now I'm in a better situation to do so. I'm in a, a better. Um, job scenario things are different than they were when i was dating um the person i was dating at that time so if you really like them i say give it a shot think about it talk about it y'all work it out and good luck and that's my comment on that so um you guys know where to find me tiffany tunup at gmail.com t-i-f-f-a-n-y-t-u-n-e-u-p dot com uh questions comments concerns scenarios if you want to remain anonymous you know you can and i get at y'all next time